Hello, Anshul. Hello, how are you? Hi. Welcome to my podcast, Louder with Zahir. Kizai um, Zahid Ahmed Rasuli and uh, Anshul Sanjeev. So uh, let's dive into this for our fourth recording. All right. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So obviously the topic I want to talk about is social norms and when people should actually follow them, when is it appropriate and should we follow them? Okay. You know, so firstly, I just want to, let's, let's just dive into our books real quick. All right. So in my book, Americanized, I, as I said, for the fourth time, Okay. Um, the book kind of introduces social norms that like the mother, right? Cause this is from an Iranian background. Okay. Like social norms and like following it and also breaking it at the same time. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, in the third chapter, uh, I don't know if you know this, but Iranian women, right? They can't shave their eyebrows okay. until they're 16. Oh, interesting. Uh, basically, it's supposed to be like a sign of humility and a sign of like fertility of like when they're about to be married. Okay. But in the third chapter, it stated like my mom struggled with letting me cut my eyebrows. And like basically, it was like a lose lose situation. Yeah. She either lets her cut her eyebrows and uh, her family looks down upon her, or she doesn't cut her eyebrows and her family talks about how ugly she is. Yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't get a boyfriend. Right. And it was like a major struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like it's a cultural norm. And then she also like uh, in the in, in the first chapter, it also talked about how her mother in Iran wore like mini skirts and her dad drank alcohol. So that's like an example of like not following the culture, right? Cause, yeah. Like in Iran, like you know, drinking alcohol, wearing mini skirts, and all that stuff. It may be normal in some cities and like some areas. However, there's, like, a great distinction between, like, you know, America and the Middle East. Like, overall, it's, like, you can't really wear, like, that much revealing stuff. Especially in Tehran, in which there's, like, a mixed uh, amount of, like, culture and a mixed amount of people. And the majority of people about, like, whoever, like, follows their culture and whoever doesn't, there's, like, a lot of backlash there. And uh, one thing I wanted to note was, I guess, like, the eyebrow thing. Uh, basically, like, in Iran, it would make sense to have that eyebrow rule, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, everyone agrees with it. It's, like, something that the culture in the area yeah. creates. However, when you move to America, th- th- that becomes a question. Should people, like, you know, continue with the culture? Because if the deeper meaning is that, oh, it represents fertility and humility, but then you come to America and, like, uh, that's not really understood, Right, yeah. like the whole purpose of humility and like fertility, like kind of goes away, and it kind of just becomes uh, instead of just representing like humility, it just represents your Iranian culture. Yeah. Whereas in Iran, it doesn't really represent Iranian culture; it means something else. So, like at that point, should people coming to America should they basically assimilate? And uh, you want to talk about your book? Yeah, I guess what you were talking about kind of leads into my book because my book is about Chinese immigrants moving to America. And um, they obviously they, they start a club called Joy Luck Club where they play um, the Mahjong or Mahjong. Um, it's a Chinese game. 
And um, so, yeah, so basically, uh, as you were talking about how uh, should they conform to society when they move to the United States or what happens. So, I mean, uh, one of our one of the situations that happens is that uh, this one of the Chinese people named Ted, his mom, uh, he's uh, kind of scared about him because he's trying to become a doctor. He's trying to go into medical studies, um, but she's kind of scared a little bit because um i guess because of his race um she's afraid that oh he'll get a bad reputation he won't fit in and i guess throughout you can see them kind of trying to conform to society and kind of change from what they're used to back in china so that people actually um look at them the same way and i guess treat them the same and also another example of how someone was not treated the same was um there was a asian woman with a white girl and this random guy is white guy on the street uh, in the book. He's, he says, Oh, you're scaring that poor girl, little girl and her maid. And so basically this is basically, he's assuming that that Asian woman is the maid because that's the stereotype. Wow. Yeah. That, that that's the stereotype. Unbelievable. That, it is yeah. unbelievable. It's yeah. It's really, hey, especially, hey. It, it just seems completely unbelievable that just because she's an oh, extra white girl, it's going to be like, oh, my God, she's the maid. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. I right, have to cut you off because it's been five minutes. So let's just move on real quick. All right. Yeah, let's move on. Um, so, yeah, about like, you know, like culture, like should someone change? Should someone really assimilate? All honesty, it's kind of a mix, you know, like some aspects of your culture, like that kind of would translate to American culture or maybe like have changes its meaning depending on what you think, like that eyebrows rule, like mm-hmm. if you're a proud Iranian and it makes you feel like, you know, empowered and stuff like that about being, I guess, Iranian, yeah. then go for it. You know, it's kind of your thing. However, if you feel like it, it's there's no use in America, then people should not be like pressured to keep their culture or should like leave it. You know, it's more like a free choice. But that kind of uh, brings us into African-American culture. And how there's a big culture and, like, there's this major thing, there's this major topic coming up about, like, the N-word, right? Yeah, yeah. And how, like, certain people can say it, certain people can't, right? Uh-huh. Mainly about, like, like back, back in the slave times, right, like, people would be called, you know, the N-word, right? Hard R. Yeah. Extra hard R. Extra hard R, yeah. However, as time changed, you know, obviously we don't have slavery anymore. And, uh, like, there's a lot of things that changed since then. Like, should people still follow that rule in which, like, only black people can say the N-word? Because this kind of really sparked uh, up in the recent Eminem and uh, Logic song, Homicide, in which Logic, uh, a white person, said uh, the N-word. And, yeah. Well, I mean... Kind of like brother. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, that that actually is a very good question, because obviously, as you said before, we're completely we, sh- we should be out of that, uh, that kind of thing. But I think the reason that right now um, it's not good or like it's kind of a taboo word for people who are not black is because it kind of brings them back to the time where they were in slavery. And it's kind of in an indirect way. Wait, of reference. I mean, like by now, like every great um like every black person right like obviously they haven't experienced slavery firsthand right Mm -hmm. so like basically yeah but then see the question back uh, oh that also like how does that why why does that still hold weight 
Yeah, so I, that, that is a good question. That also, that also like, uh, we don't understand. So we can't say the N-word, but there's so many other uh, racial, like, slurs that, like, derogatory terms that we use for other races that it's kind of okay to say. Like... Yeah, but specifically for, like, the N-word, right? Like, back then, the culture back then, and especially, like, after slavery in, like, early 1950s, in which people had, like, grandparents who were slaves, right? Like, obviously, that had weight, you know? And that was, like, the culture back then. Like, you can't say it. However, now, like, all the people who remembered, like, slavery have passed away. And their kids have also passed away. So the remnant of that, like, of, like, you know, white people, like, slave owners saying the N-word kind of, like, you know, goes away, right? So, like, should we still follow that rule? And I, I honestly think no, right? Like, obviously, like, it's, it's went from a word of hate to a word of compassion and love, right? Like the A version. Like, for example, I probably say it like many times a day to my friends, right? <laughs> but however, <laughs> saying it to like other African Americans, that's like taboo right now. That's like the, like one of the aspects of like American culture. Like you can't say that. Yeah, you can't say at that. All. You'd get beat up. But like, but like, look, as as one of the rappers once said. Uh, let the white kids say N-word. Let the white kids say N-word. They're already saying it anyway. Already saying it every day. White girl, don't worry, boo. White man, be my N-word too. Like, the kind of poetry kind of goes deep, you know? Like, it's a word of compassion. The times have changed. The culture has changed. And just like how if you come to America, like, the surroundings change and yeah. there's no need to really follow your original culture. Yeah, I would, I would agree. that weight is all true. Like, similar to how, like, people move places and the culture changes as time changes, especially in America, like, the culture itself should change, right? If, if we can, if, if we want immigrants to assimilate, then we also need to change ourselves and change our culture. Yeah. Uh, would you like to add anything, Anshul? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, I, I guess the solution for that would be that we obviously, like, it's, uh, we can't really control how, like, like that that's allowed or not allowed that we have to get every single black person to basically not take offense to a person of another race. Well, not every single, like, you know, kind of start a movement, you know, not really that big of a goal. Just, just a giant movement across America. Yeah. That would be a huge movement. That would be difficult to do. Decades, however. Yeah. It's already ingrained in their brain that, Oh, uh, being called the N word is like really bad. And I have to take offense to that. Okay, being called the n-word and saying hey my n-word that's two different things but yeah i guess so yeah so yeah then you have to define that then you have to say uh then you have to say oh then it's okay to say it as like a as like something that's like compassionate as a friend like with the a and it's not okay to say with yeah like like can i say it in public to my friend without getting called like a racist or yeah 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 no no that that makes sense yeah that's i i I really agree with that so um I guess to conclude uh, this podcast, uh, we talked about assimilation and change of culture through either like immigrants coming here and also the change of culture through time. And I really feel like it's 2019, times have changed. And it's time to take a word uh, from hate to become a word of compassion. So with that, also, I'd like to kindly thank you, Maniga for for being here oh dude i thank you i, I was really my pleasure my nigga i 
I really enjoyed being here. I like this uh, discussion, and I'll catch you later, my nigga. <laughs> right. Peace out. See ya, man. Peace.